0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include California's economy, my interview with candor CEO Tom Showalter on cutting-edge technology at the MBA Annual Conference in Nashville, and it's Fed Decision Day. Thanks to this week's podcast sponsor, Kander Technology, home of the one-touch underwrite Supporting lenders from point-of-sale to post-close QC, to reduce repurchase risk, increase underwriter productivity by 400%, and decrease turn times by 10 days. Why'd New Jersey get all the toxic waste and California get all the lawyers? Well, New Jersey got to pick first. (laughs) Quips aside, California accounts for 20 or 25% of the nation's residential lending, depending on who you ask. The Golden State's economy has been growing steadily while the global economy has at times faltered and as a result it's poised to surpass Germany to become the fourth largest economy on the planet. It jumped seventh place Brazil and sixth place France in 2015 and in 2017 it passed the United Kingdom and has been in fifth place since. The current figures won't be published until next year but both Germany and California have a GDP of roughly three and a half trillion dollars and one forecast puts California up $72 billion over Germany. Of course, right in the thick of advocacy and education is the California MBA. If you have questions about the issues that lenders are grappling with out West, contact CEO Susan Malazzo, recent winner of the MBA's Woodward Distinguished Service Award. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back to the show Candor CEO Tom Showalter. For three decades, he's been the genius behind the curtain, having developed and brought to market now gold standard data and analytics products for industry notables. With Candor, he's introduced the industry's first loan engineering system, powered by Cognitech Knowledge Engineering Technology. Since its third quarter of 2020 production launch, Candor's lender clients realize massive economic benefit. There's been a reduction in underwriter touches from 2.7 to less than 1%, cycle time reduction to 18.7 days, and the ability to deploy a true lights-out manufacturing process with one-third of loans requiring no human interaction to underwrite and reach a decision to lend. Much of Candor's data validation and verification principles were informed by Tom's experience at NASA in system safety engineering, where he developed aerospace technologies for use in civilian and military aircraft, as well as the former space shuttle program.
1: Let's start out and say, how was how was the NBA for you? How was Nashville?
2: Well, it was very good. Uh, we kicked off on Sunday. We had our, our event on Sunday night, and you were there, and we thank you so much for attending. The NBA was a good good conference for us. We got a chance to further position the company, and we got a chance to interface with a number of clients and also some key players in space. So it was very good. We were looking forward to others other other conferences of a similar nature. And I actually
1: haven't talked to you in a couple months. Here, what's what's uh, been happening recently over at Candor?
2: Well, we're, we're making our push from um, a service that's positioned just in fulfillment to moving it to the point of sale space, and also moving it to the uh, post close QC space. The point of sale space will be an interface with a known vendor that that will we will we will house uh, candor within that vendor's uh, pos architecture and the post close qc is a service that we we can offer directly from candor that will enable those folks to get a quality re-underwrite and a quality assessment of the likelihood of defect on any loan Uh, and so we have those two things going out here straight away along with our our current fulfillment package which is where we've been selling for a number of years now.
1: And I heard you also got a recent patent. Can you talk yes. to me about that?
2: Yes, uh, sixteen August, twenty twenty two. Some the end of a four year process. By the way, uh, we started in August of twenty twenty two. Excuse me, we started in August of twenty eighteen. We got the patent in August of twenty twenty two, and we've been very fortunate. Uh, it's hard to get a patent in this space. And the reason why it's hard is the upgraded standards of the U.S. Patent Office. Uh, you used to be able to get a patent pretty straight away from any kind of software as a service. And in recent, i.e. 2011, 2012, uh, opinions from the Supreme Court drastically changed that. So now the the challenge is in our space is making sure you have a patentable subject matter. And we were able to qualify under those new in, and heightened standards. And what that means is, in our case, is that we are a 100% machine solution that does the kinds of analyses and processing that only a machine can do. You can't just do this with a person. So folks in our space usually have some combination of man-machine service, and we have a 100% machine intelligence solution that's working quite well.
1: Can you go into a little more detail about what the patent actually covers?
2: Mm-hmm. So what we have in the patent is that we have an, an infrastructure that allows us to know from the point we're starting on a loan to the most likely endpoint. So we have built into the product a predictive infrastructure that allows us to uh, identify where this loan is headed. And to go forward on the loan in a unique and and meaningful way, what do I mean by unique and meaningful way? Well, most technology requires that you expose it to uh, and give it pre-programmed solutions. So the technology can't really process a problem it's never seen. Uh, What our patent addresses is the fact that we can process problems that we've never seen before. And so that's a unique skill for a machine. To, to basically solve almost any problem that's presented, and to do so in a meaningful way is, is an unbelievable accomplishment. Now, obviously, it took us a long time to get it to work that well, but it does. And so that's one of the things that's going on there. And, and so we have an ability to um, solve unique and, and, and heretofore uh, undefined problems that we, we can, the machine is able to understand what kind of underwriting problem it is, craft a unique solution and execute on that and do so in a meaningful way, i.e., we've done 2 million underwrites now with zero repurchases. So clearly, we're getting the part where we've tracked the guidelines and execute against those. We're doing that quite consistently, and we're also doing it in a manner that the loan quality is extremely high, hence 2 million underwrites with zero repurchases.
1: When it comes to this patent, there's nothing... Like it in the mortgage industry, correct? This is kind of the first of its kind.
2: Yes, sir, it is. Mm-hmm.
1: And and since we first started speaking, it looks like your your pivot points went from about thirty thousand to to double that now at sixty thousand. What is the what does that allow for? Sure. candor to to accomplish.
2: Well, if you talked about the fact that we we've um, that the system can solve a broader array of unique problems that's not seen in, in the specific before. Let me give you an idea about how complicated the underwriting problem is. When you start looking at the size of the outcome space or the size of the decision tree necessary to handle the typical underwrite, it is beyond huge. Uh, the, the number of potential outcomes, meaning different leaves of the tree, are in excess of a billion. And <laughs> I was surprised that that was the case. But, but, but the size of the tree increases exponentially. So. You know, get some get some levels in there and some complexity, and it's easily a billion outcomes. So the typical software methodology requires that you specify each leaf of the tree, each each leaf specifically and absolutely. And, and so what Candor has done is it's taught a machine how to think its way through that maze. It's taught a machine how to assess where it is in the process, what kind of problem it's facing, and then to solve that problem. To to identify the problem and solve it. It relies on that pivot point architecture. Each pivot point is the analysis of a specific kind of problem that Candor can solve. So when Candor's making its way through an underwrite, it has this portfolio of sixty thousand problems it knows how to solve, and it calls one of them up and it executes the appropriate one. And what we've been able to prove is not only does it execute the appropriate one, but it it takes the right path every time, and, and that's that's part of what is the power of Candor.
1: How do humans fit into this process? Because I don't think they can ever be fully removed from the mortgage process. You know, it is a relationship industry. What what boundaries are you pushing there in terms of in, you know getting rid of human dependency? Well,
2: well, I think I think what we're what we're trying to do is where um, where you where you need a human is first of all there, there are particular kinds of data sources that that um, cannot be read by a machine. So one of the limits of a candor solution is that the machine has to get the information, and it has to be good information. So, so that implies some kind of machine solution or some sort of, of um, highly credible information source. Makes sense so far? So if we get that highly credible source, candor can do its thing. It can assess the problem. It can determine the path, and it can do the right thing. But it has to have a source that it can read. So, for example, if you have something that looks like a divorce decree, that's an unstructured document where the key information could be anywhere in a five page document. That's not something you can teach a machine to do, and that's not something that you can really ask a candidate to to incorporate in its analysis. But beyond problems like that, it does a very good job of dealing with a lot of non traditional information sources absorbing that information and and issuing a valid underway.
1: You mentioned a couple recent innovations at the start of the podcast. I still want to talk about what's on the horizon for you. What are you working on? What what exciting innovations are, are coming up on the Canda
2: roadmap? Oh excellent. So as I mentioned, we're we're moving from fulfillment to the POS space and we're moving from fulfillment to the post-closed QC. We're also moving towards data and analytics services to the investor. So we're going to be offering investors a way to to buy extremely detailed granular and high fidelity information on every loan processed by Kendo. And so that's something that we're looking forward to. So new markets. We're going from conventional conforming to also penetrating FHA, VA, non-QM, and jumbo.
1: And finally, can you explain why this period in a market cycle when volumes are a little less and, and there's a little more breathing room, maybe you know, not everyone's drinking from the pirates. Why this is a good time to implement tech solutions?
2: What what you offer, at least with a solution like candor is that Candor is a very powerful solution. And what it enables you to do, we call it right size for the last time. So what candor enables you to do is Look at your organization and staff for the absolute minimum volume you think you're ever going to see. And then you can take that staff and make sure you're in this in this staffing philosophy. You're going to you're going to keep all your best people You're going to keep them all. But then you position a service like candor, especially candor to handle the overage. It can process all the loans coming in above and beyond what you think your, your staff can handle. And you can do all of that without having having to add more staff. So we've we've changed the business model from feast or famine, grow the grow the staff to lay them off, grow the staff, lay them off. We now can create a constant staffing model where the technology handles the overage, and the the, the speed and the service is excellent, and the quality of the loans is unsurpassed. So that's what we offer, and that's something that now with a little respite in the you don't have another 10,000 loans waiting in the queue to be solved by Tuesday. Um, think it's a good time. Fantastic. Well, Tom,
1: nice to hear from you as always. Thanks for making the time to uh, talk to me.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Before today's Fed decision, where current Fed funds futures predict about an 85% chance of a 75 basis point hike and a 15% chance of 50 basis points, economic data surprised to the upside yesterday, raising doubts about smaller future rate hikes by the Fed. Jolts showed 10.7 million job openings at the end of September, ISM posted the 29th consecutive month of expansion in the manufacturing sector, and construction spending was up 0.2% in September and 10.9% year-over-year. All of those beat expectations, with job openings really surprising to the upside at 10.7 million versus 10 million forecasts. The rally was the market reaction we now expect following strong data. There are cracks beginning to show in the economy, though. Manufacturing activity is now bordering on a contraction, which hasn't been seen since the pandemic-led contractions in April and May of 2020. New single-family construction, down 2.6%, continues to be a major drag on overall construction spending, reflecting the adverse impact of the spike in mortgage rates, higher building costs, and weakening homebuilder sentiment. Consumer spending and business investment, which comprised more components of GDP than net exports, were flat during the third quarter. Consumer spending on goods fell for the third consecutive quarter, and residential investment is expected to weigh on growth in the coming quarters as mortgage rates and high prices have pushed buyers to the sidelines. Home prices are easing slightly, but a lack of inventory is preventing more significant declines. The Employment Cost Index showed earnings grew at a slower pace than the third quarter, a sign that labor markets may be starting to loosen a little. As upwards wage pressure subsides, it may reduce the need for businesses to pass those costs into consumer prices. Despite signs that inflationary pressure may be beginning to subside, core inflation remains well above the Fed's comfort zone. Ahead of this afternoon's FOMC events, with the statement released followed by Chair Powell's press conference, markets digested the latest mortgage applications from the MBA. Mortgage applications decreased 0.5% from one week earlier. We've also received ADP employment for October, with 239,000 jobs created, and later this morning the Treasury announces the details of the quarterly refunding, with the market bracing for potentially larger sizes following Monday's increased borrowing estimates. The FOMC is expected to announce a 75 base point rate hike, but there is ongoing speculation that Fed Chairman Powell could use his press conference to include pivot language that will signal a less aggressive path going forward. We begin the day with agency MBS prices, a little change from Tuesday evening, and the 10-year yielding 4.04 after closing yesterday at 4.05%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A father told his three sons when he sent them to university, I feel it's my duty to provide you with the best possible education. And you do not know me anything for that, but I want you to appreciate it, and as a token, please each put $1,000 into my coffin when I die. And so it happened. Sons became a doctor, a lawyer, and a financial planner, each very successful financially. When they saw their father in the coffin after his death, they remembered his wish. First, it was the doctor who put ten hundred dollar bills onto the chest of the deceased. Then came the financial planner who put twenty fifty dollar bills in there, too. Finally, it was the heartbroken lawyer's turn. He dipped into his pocket took out his checkbook, wrote a check for $3,000 and put it on his father's coffin and took the $2,000 cash. (laughs) Thanks again to Richie May, a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. To learn more, visit richiemay.com.